This is News Talk. And we'll begin with a stark headline on the front of the Irish Daily Mail. Now we are €5,000 a year worse off. Families face paying more than five grand extra a year as spiralling grocery bills, rising mortgage rates and higher energy and fuel bills hit consumers' weekly outgoings. It comes as grocery price inflation has now hit a 14-year high at 11%, which don't forget, inflation's 9, 9.1%, but grocery inflation is 11%. Uh, This is according to figures released yesterday and this means that grocery bills are up by €768 a year um, which is pushing shoppers to switch to supermarkets' cheapest value ranges in an effort to keep their budgets under control. Irish Independent, more money stories here. Changes to tax band uh, will mean that workers will save at least €500 a year on average. The Finance Minister, Pascal Donoghue, was going to increase the 40% income tax band by €2,500 which means that workers will not have to pay the higher rate on any earnings below €39,300 which has been described as a significant saving for taxpayers. So a single person earning 50 grand a year will take home at least an extra €500 a year Others will say, but should that will be eaten up by grocery bills and energy bills and all those other things like petrol and diesel and all that stuff. But anyway, that's the headline on the front of the Irish Independent and indeed more money stories on the front of the Irish Times. Warning of large PRSI hike to hold pension age at 66. Large increases to PS, PRSI rates will likely be needed to keep the pension age at 66. While uh, the pension, sorry, the state's fiscal watchdog is Uh, raising concerns that the plan to fund the new pensions policy may not be credible. We'll have more from the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council on News Talk Breakfast this morning, but essentially they're saying that the decision not to raise the pension age means higher taxes will be needed to ensure the system was sustainable. And I think we heard that very clearly yesterday, that in order for the pension system to be shaken up in some way, People are going to have to pay more PRSI to pay for this. Away from money, the Irish Times on the front page tells us that Dr. Mike Ryan, he being from the World Health Organization, he became a household name, of course, during the peak of COVID, an Irish man working with the World Health Organization. But he's spoken of suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder after receiving death threats during the pandemic. He uh, said he had never been as worried for his safety as during the pandemic. And by the way, this is a man who's a veteran of many war zones. Expressing concern about the state of the health workforce worldwide, Mike Ryan described the proportion of healthcare staff suffering post-traumatic stress disorder after the pandemic as horrifying. And he reckons that he had PTSD himself. He said he worked in Afghanistan and Iraq and he's never been as scared for his own safety as he'd been during COVID. And he says that's an incredible thing to say because he got all these death threats during COVID for his work. Not surprising when you think about some people's reactions to the handling of the pandemic. Um, So that's what Mike Ryan is saying. On the front of the Irish Examiner, they're looking at a social media complaints system, which was announced yesterday, but the system for people who are unsuccessful in getting content removed from social media sites, that's not going to be ready for at least another two years. Minister Catherine Martin said the long-promised media regulator must first 
first be put in place before an individual complaints mechanism can be established. They're starting to hire for the Commission already and legislation is going through the Oireachtas. But if you're to look at the calendar here, it looks like it's going to be 2024, Minister Martin said. On to the front of the Irish Daily Mirror and indeed the Irish Sun. They're looking at that incident in Cherry Orchard. The headline on the mirror, Throw Rammers in Slammer, calls for stiff prison sentences have been made after joyriders rammed a guard the car in an apparent act of revenge over some arrests in the area. And then the Irish Sun, Ram Thugs, aged just 13. So you've called in one paper to sort of throw away the key and lock people up but then in other papers we find out that they could be aged just 13 those who were part of the gang that rammed a guard the car with two motors that's the front of the Irish Sun uh, guard the commissioner Drew Harris calling it disgraceful I was listening to the hard shoulder here on News Talk yesterday evening and there was a woman being interviewed by our chief reporter Barry White she was born and bred in the area has lived there all her life and she said it reminded her which I thought was very interesting it reminded her of joyriding back in the 80s because if you remember you know joyriding was a big part of some areas of the country particularly during the 80s early 90s kind of went away to a certain extent and she's now saying certainly in her area this reminds her of the 80s uh, and now it's back with a bang it would seem Irish Daily Star has an exclusive the government believes it's close to arranging a deal to have a Kinahan lieutenant handed over by Dubai authorities that's the exclusive in the Star inside the Irish Examiner I'm sure you're aware we're shaking up the school sex education system and the Examiner tells us that the Department of Education has received dozens of letters about changes to the sex education curriculum one letter saying that the proposal were like indoctrinating innocent children. They were described as sickening. Another complained of what they said was the grooming and sexualisation of pupils, accusing the Department of Education of compromising their safety. One letter said the department should not be contributing to the nation's immorality and Ireland was a place where people's morals are already at an all-time low. The department also received multiple copies of a letter complaining about the highly sexualised content of the plans claiming there was an almost obsessive focus on issues around gender identity. So you can read more about that in the Examiner. Lots of people, it would seem, not happy about how we're covering sex education and sending letters to the department on that. On to lighter matters and a number of the papers are covering Holly Willoughby this morning, including The Star, which says that Holly Willoughby was said to be in crisis talks with ITV last night. One of the other papers says she could be about to leave this morning. This is over the whole drama, over uh, whether herself and Philip Schofield, who are the two presenters of this morning, skipped the queue to see the Queen's coffin. Insiders, according to the star, fear that Holly Willoughby may quit this morning after Holly and Phil continue to face a huge backlash over accusations that they jumped the queue. Now, yesterday they defended themselves, saying that they were following the rules uh, and they, were, they are accredited journalists. But then other people were saying, well, where are all the other journalists who skipped the queue or got some sort of VIP access? It looks like it's not going to go away. The problem for Holly Willoughby is that she sort of trades off being 
an English rose that people love her in England think that she's great if it looks like she's skipping a queue which she says she isn't then she's going to continue to face a backlash anyway we'll keep an eye on that because she might actually leave the show two final stories for you one from the mirror and a coffee shop owner is introducing a dress code after two women came in for breakfast wearing pyjamas and slippers this is Kira Burke from Sage and Stone in County Meath and she's now banned diners in sleepwear from her eatery and gift shop saying there's a time and place for everything she says a couple of women came in at 9am for breakfast had a stroll around the shop wearing fleece pyjamas slippers and dressing gowns if you don't mind she says they were on their holidays well they were certainly relaxed anyway on their holidays enjoying themselves she said they were very pleasant but it's just the attire I felt was wrong so she says there's a time and a place now you won't be allowed in Uh, in your pyjamas. Others are criticising her though, saying uh, there are worse outfits than pyjamas. I don't understand why they offend you so much. I wouldn't do it myself, but each to their own. Uh, But I think Kira Burke is sort of saying that we wear outside clothes in my shop and my uh, cafe. Final story, I'm sure you all have a view on what cars are good looking or not. Well, in the mirror, the top 10 ugliest cars have been revealed and apologies if you own one of these. The Chrysler PT Cruiser has been named the ugliest car ever made, being described as likened to a hearse. It's number one in a top 10 compiled by car magazine Auto Express. Experts said it was even worse as it looks ungainly roof up or down so that's a convertible another car the Sangyong Rodius was branded the most hideous car in history and the Fiat Multipla came in sixth position uh, someone describing it as a family car that not only scares children but makes their parents wince too others in the top 10 include the Hyundai Coupe and the Mini Coupe and the Dodge Nitro I see a lot of them on the road and the Ford Scorpio too so they're the top 10 ugliest cars I'm sure their owners think they're absolutely gorgeous though anyway on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.